everyone, and welcome to That Lux Life Podcast. I'm your host, Aisha A.K. Lesh of the petite fashion and luxury lifestyle blog, Living Lesh, where I aim to redefine what luxury means and lead you into living your best life. Each week, I'll be bringing you those tips, secrets, and bits of inspiration that will take you into living your luxurious life without the four-figure price tag. So get ready to live your life in luxury, because guess what? You deserve it. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the That Lux Life podcast. I am your host. If you haven't met me, you haven't been listening to this podcast, this is Aisha of the brand Living Lesh. And I'm actually here on another episode to talk about something in life. So you've probably heard a couple of episodes on my podcast where I've been talking about business, I've been talking about travel, I've been talking about other lifestyle topics, but one thing I haven't talked about is, is home a lot. I even talked about motherhood. But I've been sharing on my social media this aspect that we are about to build our dream home, a custom home from the ground up. And for those who don't know, the first part of building your custom home is finding land. It actually can take a whole lot more time to find land than you may think. So I kind of want to share what our experience has been in finding land, where we are in the process, and give anyone some insight on the beginning stages of building your custom home, uh, dream home, if you are thinking about doing it. It is a lot. I will say that it is stressful, but I always like to preface people is that when you are thinking about uh, building a dream home, and even if you were listening after you know, you've gone through and you've listened to this episode, you have to keep in mind that you are investing in your future and that at the end of this all, you're going to have a beautiful home that you can keep building and expanding and it's, it's going to be wonderful. And that's one thing that even I struggled with at first as we started going through this process and I'm finally coming to the realization that, you know, even with all the money that's coming out of our pockets right now, that it is an investment and we're going to be very excited to see the finished product, uh, product and live in it and make this our, our custom home, our dream home. Um, I also want to start off by saying that our dream home is not this six room mansion that it can, can sleep, you know, a whole broad of people. Um, we are going for something that is not only affordable for us, but something that is just fits our family. Um, I'm not someone that goes, oh, I can afford, you know, 4,000 square foot of house. Um, but if I could afford it, I probably still wouldn't get it. Um, not saying that we can afford it or can't afford it. It was just one of those things where I'm only going to get what we need and then we can use funds um, or anything elsewhere. But I'm digressing too much from the topic at hand. Um, you'll hear more about these aspects about building our dream home, about why we chose to go this route and why we chose to build the house we did um, as you listen to more episodes on the podcast because I'll be sharing it. So if you are already not subscribed or connected to the Le That Looks Life podcast, I say, you know, subscribe, make sure you're staying tuned. Um, I release a new episode every Thursday morning um, unless, you know, something has just stopped me from doing so. But this is our, has been our first step. Um, when we decided to build a custom home, it was our first thought, um, but we also were exploring, you know, buying a home in a development, buying an already um, built home that wasn't too old. So we kind of had multiple options on the table. We had this dream home option, this, this custom home option, um, 
building in a new construction development or looking for a house that was you know less than five years old um, but as we were looking at the other options going into development speaking with those builders and even looking at some of the houses that were newer um, it just came to me that it wasn't the house that we wanted that fit for us um, there were certain aspects that we had sat down and wrote that we wanted in our house that weren't being met with some of the other options in our area um, and even if they were being met, some of them were priced a little bit outside of what um, I was finding the average to be. So I always tell people when they're looking for a house or, you know, planning to, to build their forever home or purchase a new home is to first sit down and write down what you're looking for in a house and do some research as to what the average costs in your area. Um, I, I look in the average cost in the Pennsylvania area um, around Philadelphia, of course, every I would say every state has different pricing, but every county has different pricing and then every city has different pricing. It just depends on where you are um, and who you're looking to build with because every every builder has different pricing. And of course, it also comes down to timing is you can find an average. But for example, with us is we are looking at certain pricing that was, you know, in previous years, but then the price of lumber went up. So our pricing for our house went a little bit higher. Um, and then even with land, depending on what school district you're in, if the land is more wanted by other people, um, it can be more expensive. So just kind of sit down and think about what you want a house, think about the areas you want to live in and look at average pricing just so that even as you're going into whether you're going to build a custom home or looking at other developments, if they're saying, oh, well, this upgrade costs X amount of dollars, but you know, the average is three times less, you know, keep looking. You don't just go, okay, well, this is my only option because there are plenty of options out there. There are a lot of builders. There are a lot of ways to get to the house that you want. And we discovered that. Um, so when we first decided to, you know, start looking to build our forever home, it came with the fact that we were outgrowing the home we're in. Um, we went from living in an apartment, you know, when it was just my husband and I to um, moving into a a townhome when it was still just my husband and I because we figured, you know, we're paying the same amount for an apartment rent that we were paying for a house. Granted, houses bring on additional expenses that living in an apartment with rent um, takes care of, but we decided it was time to expand. And then, of course, once we got into our house, we had my son and then, or our son, and then now as we're thinking about growing our family and just kind of you know, growing what we're doing in life, we decided it was time for our forever home to get a single family home, um, you know, at least four bedrooms. So this was about um, a year to two years ago, we're approaching about two years when we decided to, you know, let's start planning this out. So we sat down, um, like I said, we wrote out our list, we wrote out what we wanted, we wrote um, down what we, we needed in our house versus once, so we did that comparison. Um, I started building Pinterest boards of how ideally of what I wanted it to look like, um, getting some ideas there, what things I wanted to function, um, you know, all, all of those aspects. Um, and then we reached out to um, our realtor and secured our realtor and said, here's our plan. Here's what we want to do. This is where our budget is. This is where the area we want to live in. Um, here are our needs. Here are our wants. Let's see what we can do. If we can get all of our needs and some of our wants, if we can get all of our needs and all of our wants, uh, great. So as we began exploring all three options, we kind of went to the fact that, okay, let's keep the development and, um, 
buying an already built home as an option. But um, our realtor took us along to builders to to learn about the custom home option. Um, I always was very interested in the custom home option because at least it would allow us to get the house that we envisioned versus, you know, getting rid of some of those options or those things on our list that we kind of wanted but didn't see in the other houses. Um, so we went to a couple builders at first um, just to kind of learn about their pricing, how they go about things, the timeline, things that would need to be paid out of pocket. Um, and not to digress too much, but there are certain things that you'll have to pay out of pocket right from the beginning. Um, some things that can be worked into your mortgage. Um, so for example, if, when as we're talking about in this episode, as you're buying land, um, when you buy land, you usually have to put down a deposit. But let me start from the beginning and then we'll, we'll get to that point about the deposit. So we started looking for land. Um, we kind of, again, put down, okay, here's our total purchase price. So for example, if your total purchase price is um, $500,000 for the land, the land work. So keep in mind that when you buy land, you have to first then work the land. So they have to take down the trees. They have to check for septic. They have to put in water. They have to, you know, apply all these things that are underneath that make your house function. Um, so that is the land plus the land work. And then you also have to factor in the base price of your house and then any upgrades. Um, you are paying for every individual thing. So the base price in your house includes some of the, the base things that these builders include. And you'll have to find out um, per builder. But then any upgrades to certain things such as different door handles. If you want a, a tub that is um, not a tub shower, but a, a standalone tub, that might be an upgrade. Um, so you kind of want to think about, again, your whole purchase price. So finding a builder that you're interested in to kind of get an essence of, you know, what their base prices are, what their um, upgrade prices are, so that you can kind of get a price of what your house itself is going to cost. Um, and then you can kind of factor in, okay, if I have a $500 purchase price, um, and the house costs 300000 okay, then I have 200000 to work with for land and um, land work. Or maybe your house is three fifty. You know, you kind of get an essence of that. So then realtors usually will, will put in, put your information in a system saying, okay, here is the budget of what we have for land. And they'll also put in things they want included. So for example, for us is we wanted land that was under 150000 um, and that also already included public water and uh, public septic because it would save us money from putting in a well um, and also give us the link ups. And if anyone already had paid additional fees, tap fees, and also if it was perk tested. So um, perk test basically means that the land that you, you'll hear it saying if you're about to build custom land is did the land perk that basically seems is the land viable um was it approved that it can be built on um some of those aspects now again i am not a builder i am not a realtor i'm just kind of giving you the the information that what we know what we experienced um so we kind of put all of those contingencies around it in the search and there was a system um i know here in pennsylvania i don't know if it changes in other states it's called an mls system and what it did was it sent us alerts anytime that someone put land up for sale. Um, but of course, you can always search on Zillow or Realtor.com. Um, you can always keep those searches up. You could subscribe to those and they'll send you notifications as well. But we found out the MLS system with our Realtor was a lot better because there are some pieces of land that aren't listed on Zillow or Realtor that are listed within these systems um, that, you know, 
can be found. Um, or they just, you know, they, they put on MLS system first before they're actually put on Zillow and Realtor so you can get ahead of it. Because the earlier that you can go and look at some land and figure out if it's right for you and put in an offer, the better, because there are other people out there looking for land um, just as much as you're looking for land. So we had this system set up um, by our realtor and we began getting the email notifications. And as we were looking for land, we were first looking at, okay, you know, what school district is it in? And, you know, part of that, part of putting in the system, they did filter out um, certain school districts. So there were certain places we didn't want to live um, because it was too far away from my husband to drive um, to his job. And then there were certain school districts we just knew weren't right for our son um, based off experiences and just kind of knowing um, what has happened at some of those school districts. So those contingencies were put around it. But then even as we had certain school districts that we were kind of okay with our son going to, we kind of wanted to put them as, yeah, it would be okay if he went there, but do we really want them to go there? Is that ideally for us? And if it is in this school district, is the land valued at what the school district is rated for? So we started getting those notifications um, and there were there were ideal um, plots that were popping up. Um, the first issue that we had was initially the, the first builder that we were going to go with had a minimum that you had to have at least 0.5 of an acre for them to build on. Um, so there were a lot of land, pieces of land that were popping up that were within our budget that weren't 0.5 acres. So we had to just keep knocking those off. Um, fortunately for us, we eventually found a new builder, which is the builder we're actually going with who will be building our, our custom home, who's already started the process. Um, and they were like that 0.5, that's just for that builder. We, we don't do that. That's just as long as the house that you want, that, that base house, the, the square footage fits on the piece of land, you're good to go. So once we were able to switch our builder, um, you know, we went through and we started seeing again more and more land. What had happened with us is a lot of the land that we saw was either a outside of our budget didn't match with the the um, the the school district we were in, or b what was happening a lot is we would go out we would look at the land as soon as we put an offer someone already bought it, or there were just certain aspects that just weren't going to be okay, um, or there were just you know when we went and looked at the land the price for it wasn't matching up to what the land work would be, or there were other anomalies so. Some of those anomalies that we were seeing is, you know, they have to go in and look to see where the um, the water link link up was. Um, and if that was there, would, would this going to be an extra price? So for us, you know, we were kind of budgeting around only having the land work be under 80000 whereas sometimes we were finding places where the land was 125000 and then the land work was 100000 um, and that when we wouldn't put in an offer, the owners of the land would say, nope, we're not taking any offers lower. Um, it's up to you if you want this or, you know, we're not putting in anything extra. So we kind of had to just make our way out and say, you know, we're going to stick with our budget, stay firm with this, and we're going to eventually find land. Um, there were a couple times where we even put in offers and it just happened to have sold right up underneath us because the one thing you also need to have when going into building a custom land and buying or custom home and buying land is you need to have a pre-approval letter. Um, so, you know, we started doing the process with our lender. We had to find a lender ahead of time, um, get in all of our uh, financial documents, fill out a uh, mortgage application. 
um, you know, get all of that done and have it have it approved and then kind of talk about what we wanted in a long term mortgage as well as, you know, what we're looking for for a um, full purchase price. And then once you have that uh, pre-approval letter, which just kind of says here's the kind of money they can afford if they're approved for, um, then you have to do all of the, the the offer letter um, or the offer uh, paperwork with your realtor. So there's a lot of paperwork that goes into it. And if there's another lender or another buyer that has already connected with their lender and they already have the pre-approval letter and they already have the paperwork done, they can go a whole lot faster. And someone can literally um, accept an offer overnight and not essentially wait for other offers to come in. They may you know, post the, the land on Thursday and get one offer on Friday and have it sold by Saturday. That's how quickly some of the land was going up underneath us. Um, so it did take us some time. I think it was not only because land was being sold up or underneath us, but we were being very strategic and picky about what type of land we wanted, where we wanted it to be, and if it was going to work for us. I mean, this was going to be our forever home. We weren't going to build this house um, on this piece of land and then go, well, this isn't working for us anymore. Let's get up and move. You know, this is long term. We, we plan to even, you know, get to retirement age in this house. And if we want to downsize, then we sell it. So we were very strategic, um, picky, and I think it also allowed us to have the time to keep saving up money um, to expand our our land options to also be able to add in additional um, upgrades. So we will say about like it was like a year to two years that went by, um, and I'm happy to say that as of a month ago, we found some land. Um, we found land in an ideal location in a school district that's ranked above the school district I went to that's in our home area, which the school district I went to was pretty solid. Um, it allowed me to do a whole lot, um, and it's ranked pretty high. So we found a, a school district that is ranked over where I went. Um, it's close to family. And allows us to be secluded without being um, away from everything. So it made us feel safe. We're still connected to major roads, uh, major shopping centers, um, but we're not like on, you know, a road where it was next to a highway because that was even some land that was popping up where they were next to highways and we did not want to deal with that. Um, so we, we found the land. And the process with that, for those who are wondering, is once you find the land, the first thing that... Even your builder will tell you to do what your realtor will tell you to do is you need to go and look at the land first. Before you say, I want to put in an offer, go look at the land because you need to actually go see it, see what is around it, see who is around it and see if it actually works for you. Because you may see this piece of land, but you may not see that it is next to someone who is possibly a hoarder, um, next to someone who has... Um, you know, aggressive dogs or has, you know, profane signs next to them, or there are, it's a piece of land that is in between all of these older houses that basically are going to bring the value of your house down because surrounding houses attach to your home value um, as well as surrounding aspects. So you want to go look at the land first, see if it's on a road that you're comfortable staying on. Do you feel safe when you got there? Also, one thing to check is, because there was a couple pieces of land that we knocked out um, based off of this, when you get back there, do you have cell service? Because um, if that's important to you, it was important to us, then it may not be something you want to go to. We went back to some pieces of land and noticed the GPS was cutting off. We didn't have any cell service. Um, we couldn't call anybody, and that is not a situation we wanted to be in. Um, especially if we were going to be living out there for forever. And granted, yes, they could probably build better coverage over years, but we didn't want to get to a possibility that it wasn't going to happen. And then, you know, our son's in the house, he's trying to call us and he can't call us. Um, 
Because most people don't get landlines anymore, but that was just one of those things. So you want to go out to the land and say, stand on it, look at it, look at the surrounding area and go, is this a land that I actually want to live on? And is this a piece of land that is worth the amount that someone's asking for? Um, we did that quite a few times. And right when we went out to the land, we were just like, no, we're not going to put in an offer. It's, it's not for us. Um, so that's the first thing you want to do. If you go out there and you say this is a land that we would like, then you contact your realtor. Your realtor will then, if you're going through a realtor, which I highly suggest doing, your realtor will then begin um, getting information from um, the sellers. So if the sellers have a realtor, they'll contact that realtor. If the sellers are going direct, they'll contact the sellers and get any additional information that we may you may need, such as you know how everything's um, set up, if they've paid any um, fees that are usually um, requ required when you are building on a piece of land, um, you know, if they have, if they have knowledge of any, um, septic or public, or if anything that's listed, you know, verifying all that information, because it may say on the system, it does have, um, public septic or public water, um, but it may not actually be listed correctly. So they get to verify all that information. They get to verify if it was perk tested, if any tap-in fees were already paid, if any permit fees were already paid, um, you know, did they check for anything and they already have knowledge of what is happening on that land? Because if the seller has already done those things, it, help, it can help take down some of your land improvement costs. Um, and it kind of helps take care, take away from some of the costs. If they've already paid for permits, you don't need to pay for permits now. Um, so the realtor will do that. And then at that point, if you don't already have a pre-approval letter, you'll have to make sure to get your pre-approval letter. I always say have the pre-approval letter prior to start, you know, contacting your realtor, try to get that already set up. But if you don't, you want to make sure you start getting that, um, um, from your lender and then your realtor will send over all the information that they'll, you'll need to fill out, um, when it comes to buying the land. So when you buy land, you'll have to fill out the, the, the documentation to make an offer to say what you're willing to do and also um, what you'll be requesting um, to get checked before you will um, buy the land fully. And then you'll go into a due diligence period. Due diligence is basically the time that allows for your builder to go in and actually do any testing, um, do any research, um, do any engineering and see, okay, is this land actually viable? Um, is this land that actually can build on? Does it meet all of the needs? Does it meet what the um, seller said they were it was going to do? Um, and just kind of check it out. It basically puts you into a, a contract, but allows you to get out of it within that time period. So Within that, if they do accept your offer and you, they accept your due diligence period, so you have to propose a due diligence period, which could be anything from 30 to 90 days, um, you'll go in and um, you'll then pay a deposit. So that deposit will need to be an amount put in your offer letter. So for example, the land that we found was around $80,000 and we were committed to um, putting in a $10,000 deposit, meaning the remaining balance we would have to pay is $70,000 once we go to closing. Um, so you send that deposit once you go into the due diligence period, once both parties have signed saying, yes, we're going to sell this land to you. Yes, we're going to buy this land from you. You send the deposit, it finalizes things, and then your builder starts going to work, looking um, to contact the, the township, um, doing all of that work to start getting permits um, in place or requesting permits, and they'll help you. Um, and m your builder will tell you what you need to pay for. So there are certain permits you'll need to pay for and certain ones that they'll just kind of build into their process and will be out of the fees that you pay them. Um, and depending on your builder, you kind of start working with them to get that done. You'll have to do engineering. Um, they have an engineering fee. 
Um, for us, our lender said that we need to go into um, get the engineering done prior to going to closing. So right now we're in the engineering process where our builders are actually going through and they're um, mocking up blueprints. They're looking at to making sure, again, the land is actually viable, what the land looks like, where um, the tap-in is for the public water, where the septic is, where we're going to have to build certain things, kind of getting that framing of how is this house going to sit on this land and where is all the necessary aspects. Um, so they start doing that, and then they also start, um, you know, planning contracts. So that is the, the cer certain stage that we're in. But the search for land was, it, it was long, it was tedious, but it was rewarding. Um, we are super excited um, to have this piece of land and to be going through this journey. Um, you know, it is a commitment. It is a... Um, it is an investment, like I was saying. So now what we'll actually do is as they're going through the due diligence period, um, as a final part, which we haven't got to, is you'll close first on the land before you close on your house. So you'll have to kind of go into a contract to close on your land and your house and everything before the house is actually built. But I'll be sharing that in another episode. Um, but this is just where we are with searching for our land. And again, like I said, we're super excited, super glad to be moving along this process. And I'm I'm really happy to be sharing it with you all. Um, I'll be sharing a variety of different um, content about um, us building land and going through the dream home process. So make sure you're following me on Living Lesh. I have a, a highlight setup that says dream home or our custom home. Um, I also have a um, Instagram account specific to our 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 home building it's called simply lesh l-e-s-h like the blog living lesh living so simply lesh living you can follow me there to get more behind the scenes i'll be sharing it on my main account so you can follow me on my main account but if you want specific to um just the the building of the custom home, what we'll be doing when we start, you know, we get the home, we start building out the rooms and all of that. Follow me there. I'll be going into much more detail on that account about our custom home experience. Um, you could also make sure to subscribe to my blog. I'll be sharing things there and also follow me on my YouTube, which is at Living Lesh, because um, I'll be doing videos about our experiences, having conversations with my husband about that so that you can kind of get, see the process, see what we're doing, hear some behind the scenes, and I'll be helping to explain things that we're going through and sharing different knowledge. Um, based off of what we're learning or experience so that like if you're looking for to do your own custom home you can kind of know how what, what it takes what's included and get some more behind the scenes so again i'm so glad that you all tuned into this episode of that um, lux life make sure again to subscribe to my podcast you can listen to uh, my podcast on um Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as listen to the ep new episodes on my blog. And I hope that you um, come in and keep following this story, keep following this series and listen to some of my other episodes. And if you enjoy this episode, please make sure to leave a review on my uh, channel. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a review because it allows me to keep growing this podcast, have great guests come in and keep providing you all with this amazing content, this um, these amazing episodes um, that I hope you all are enjoying. So I will catch you next time. And thank Thanks for listening to this episode.